Hi, welcome back to Unwatchable. I am Chloe Rodriguez. I am your host. Um, today, I'm really excited for what we're doing. This is a Halloween-focused episode. And when I was trying to think of topics, I was thinking, you know, what is a movie that everyone talks about on Halloween, everyone has such nostalgia for, and I couldn't help but think that Hocus Pocus would make a great subject for today's podcast because everyone talks about it every year. I see the gifts, I see the memes, and I've never seen it. And when I tell people that I've never seen it, people freak out. So here I am, I'm watching it for the first time, and to help guide me through my first Hocus Pocus experience, I brought along a friend. Uh, this is Mr. Sean Rivas. Say hi to everyone, Sean. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> Happy to be here. Yay! So um, the way that this is going to work, I just watched Hocus Pocus for the first time. Sean, <laughs> you are like a huge fan, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So I think it what, came out in 1993, so I probably saw I was like one years old when it came out, <laughs> and I probably saw it then and every year consequently. Like, mm-hmm. it's just my favorite Halloween okay. movie. I watch it at least like two or three times mm-hmm. every October. How many times in your life would you say you've seen this movie? Oh, over like, I, I okay, I'm I'm gonna be maybe hyperbolic, but like <laughs> like maybe like a hundred and fifty. Oh my god! Like I I really think that I've seen it so many times. <laughs> they have it um on freeform this month. Mm-hmm. I think they're playing it 33 times or something over the 31 days of October. Oh my god! Um, and I've seen it on my TV like maybe two or three times already <laughs> this oh month. Oh my god! And I watched it again last night because I was like, I need to like rewatch just in case. Wow! So this is gonna be someone who's seen it like 150 thousand bajillion uh-huh. times versus someone who's seen it once. Yep. <laughs> um, so yeah. I thought it would be really fun if we, you know, went through the movie kind of. Gave our thoughts, and I might quiz you on some things to see uh, how well you were actually paying attention. Yeah, yeah, because I don't know how much of it is just like I'm still seeing it through the childlike mind. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, when you think about, you know, movie perfection, it's, you know, in my mind, it's like Titanic, which also came out when I was a kid, <laughs> and then Hocus Pocus is, is even better than that. Yeah. So, like, they can do no, they can do Hocus no Pocus wrong. Is, Hocus Pocus is just a step above Titanic. Yeah, I mean, like, where is the Oscar? Where is the Nobel Peace Prize? Where is that? Like, it, I need it. Well, then, this is perfect, because I think for someone like me who doesn't have nostalgia for this mm-hmm. film, it, it ties in really well to the theme of this podcast, because... It kind of gives an unbiased perspective as to whether or not this movie is really watchable or yeah. just truly unwatchable. Yeah, completely. And if you, <laughs> if you say it's unwatchable, I'm excited to hear how wrong you are. <laughs> but well, before we get into that, um, let's, let's talk about you a little bit. Uh-huh. Everyone gets to know you a little bit. I met you through The Second City. Yes. We had a mutual teacher there who mm-hmm. kind of uh, did some projects where we got introduced to one another. Yeah, and then we, we worked and, and wrote together on a couple projects. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to actually see each other working and, and how we really, you know, think about... I think in that project it was TV, so how we think mm-hmm. about TV, how, how TV should be written. Um, and that was really interesting and fun. Um, I think we actually share some of the same point of views on yeah. comedy, especially. <laughs> we have the same kind yeah. of dumb sense of humor. Um, so would you say that you're more a writer than anything else? Yeah, like yeah. So I'm more, I'm more of a writer. Um, I am, I've been forced to get on stage a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I kind of leave that up to the people who that's their, their full, um, yeah. you know, that's their full 
whole gig. Um, I kind of, I know I'm a writer because when I get on stage, I say something and I say, wait, that's not the way I heard it in my head, <laughs> you know? So like, yes. I, I, I'm good at writing it down and, and having other people say it perfectly. And for me, it's, yep. it's a little bit more of the writing side. I totally relate to that. Because yeah. as much as I want to be like a writer and performer, mm-hmm. sometimes when I'm on stage, I'm like, you know, I wish I was just behind my laptop, just yeah. typing this out Yeah, instead. why am I flop sweating so much? <laughs> <laughs> wow, she looks really excited up there. <laughs> All right, so now that we've gotten to know you a little more, Mm -hmm. um, I thought it'd be fun if I started off with what my prediction was about this movie before I watched it. I wrote down um, what I thought the plot of this movie was going to be (laughs) before I actually watched it. Um, I literally went into this knowing nothing about Mm -hmm. Hocus Pocus. I knew that there were three witches. I knew Sarah Jessica Parker was in it. yeah, I, I knew it was Sarah Jessica Parker, Bette Midler, and Kathy Najimi. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say her name? Najimi, Najimi. Najimi, Najimi. That's the best last name ever, by yeah. the way. Um, but that was pretty much it. I didn't know anything else. And I knew that they like rode on broomsticks. That yeah. was pretty much it. Um, I knew the witches. I knew the broomsticks. And I knew that there was one, at least one musical number. Mm-hmm. Um, so my prediction was that this was a musical... <laughs> That the plot line was that these are three witches who live in a town and they want to eat children. So one night they kidnap a child Mm -hmm. to eat her and then they grow to love her (laughs) and decide not to eat her. And then they must return the kid to her parents. Uh But it's hard to track down the parent because it's Halloween and everyone's in costume. So they don't know who the mom is. Yes. And at the end, there's a big, beautiful reunion between the kid and her parents. And it's so it tugs at your heartstrings because the witches have grown to love the child. But if you love something, you must set it free. And I thought that that was so, the plot. So, I mean, you'll, you'll come to find that the, the witches love the child in one way <laughs> um, they love children in one yes. way but probably not once, the way you're once thinking. i actually watched it i was like okay um this was a bit off <laughs> yeah, but a I, bit. I think it, this would be maybe the nice uh, good plot line for the sequel yeah you know, maybe I yeah because they are making that. a sequel right mm-hmm. yeah i think it's gonna go they say it's gonna go like straight to tv or something yeah. which is great <laughs> i love a straight to tv movie so that's what i thought this movie was going to uh-huh. be about um Let's see what it actually became. Mm-hmm. Um, so we open on the opening of a storybook, or mm-hmm. is it the spell book? I wasn't paying attention enough to know. Yeah, I think it's, I, I always, in my brain, I always thought of it as like the spell book opening mm-hmm. up. But like, I think on this watch, I was like, wait, that's is that a totally different book? Yeah. It's, it's, ne- it's never explained. The verdict is still out. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact, I'm going to quiz you on this. Okay. So this was directed... By, I won't look at your notebook. This is, <laughs> I'm, you guys can't see. I'm covering my notes. <laughs> you can't tell. Um, so this is directed by Kenny Ortega. Do you know another nostalgic Disney kids movie that was directed by Kenny Ortega? See, I only know this. I only know this uh-huh. because I like was... I, I'm currently 27, so like if you want to do the math back and see how old I was when High School Musical came out, I was way too old to be watching High School Musical when uh-huh. it came out, but I did obsessively. 
he yes he directed the three <laughs> high school musical movies <laughs> beautiful and then i think he also did descendants oh really i think someone's gonna have to fact check that like, yeah you might have to <laughs> I'll say go after. back at the end yeah. i'm gonna be like we made so many mistakes <laughs> yeah nope kenny ortega <laughs> did not do anything okay so then um we open on this dude calling for emily I wrote down in my notes, who the fuck is Emily? Because they say her name about uh-huh. 1,100 times. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other dude runs up to him. Everyone is wearing a white puffy shirt. It's just the, the style of the yeah. day. You know what? I think they're actually kind of on brand for for today's style, too. They got the little lace-up thing I going. know. It's like it's like pirate chic. It's like yeah. everybody... I have, um, I'm wearing two hoop earrings right now. So basically, it's <laughs> yeah, that's, that's who I want to be. And then... Um, so I didn't know the name of this character for a while, but this is Thatchery Binks. He's he's a big deal. Yeah. So okay, here's the thing: is I thought that they just okay. So I I was in speech class my entire growing up was in speech class. I had mm-hmm. I couldn't like say my R's. I couldn't say my THs. All that kind of stuff. So. I thought that everybody in the, like, I just identified and was like, oh, I love this movie. I feel like I identify with you because everybody just can't say this guy's name. It's, <laughs> his name is actually Thackeray. So Zachary, but with a T-H. Oh. Okay. So every time they would be like Thackeray, I'm like, oh, they're like me. They can't say Z's. So I'm not even saying it correctly. So you're not even saying it correctly. <laughs> Nobody has ever said this name correctly because I don't think it's even a real name. They were just Zachary. like, what sounds like... Like, I don't know what that is. Like, pil- like pilgrimage. Zachary, but make it old-timey. Yeah, like Zachary, but let's put but a make T-H. make it Salem, Massachusetts 300 years ago. Yes, yes. So Thackeray Banks okay, um, so with the poofy shirt, yes. Yes, so he's looking for who we later find out is his sister. Uh-huh. Um, and he's running through the forest trying to find her. He tumbles down a hill mm-hmm. for kind of way too long yeah it was a very big hill yeah i i love shots when people tumble down yeah, hills was, there's nothing funnier to me than watching someone just roll down scarlet scarlet takes a tumble 1.0 yes. <laughs> where she falls what was it like a coffee table oh my gosh yes i remember that video oh my god okay so um then we cut to a creepy house in the wilderness um we kind of get a glimpse inside there's a book with an eye in it um, we don't really know what's going on. Um, spooky. Yes, this Definitely is this is the introduction of our three witches and their creepy house in Salem, Massachusetts. Yep, good old Sanderson sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember what the? Do you remember what Thackeray climbs onto to break into the house? Oh my God, I do not. You might what? see it in uh-huh. California Adventure. That's okay. your. That's in California hint. Adventure. He he climbs up onto something so that he can burst through the window of the house. Oh, shoot. I really don't remember this. It's, like, <laughs> it's one of those old-timey water wheels. Oh, what? It, like, it's, you, like, attached to the house? Yeah. like I don't even you, remember that. Have you been to um, California Adventure uh-huh. at Grizzly River Rapids? Yeah, right yeah. where that sign that says, like, Eureka or whatever yes, is right there. and then there's a the little water wheel. Yeah. So he, he holds on to that uh-huh. and climbs in. <laughs> Um, so this is the introduction to the three witches. We have uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, uh-huh. we have Kathy Najimi, and we have Bette Midler. Sarah Jessica Parker is really pulling off the witch look. Yeah, like yeah. more than anyone I've ever seen. Witch, witch chic. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, the witches are making a potion mm-hmm. to eat this young child. Mm-hmm. We we see them as they're concocting their little. 
potion. Um, this is about eight minutes into the movie. Uh-huh. I paused it and I turned to my roommate who was watching with me and I was like, okay, we're not even 10 minutes in and Bette Midler is also, is already the best part of this movie. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like you watched the movie for, for Bette, for, I think her name is Winifred Sanderson. Yes. yes. So like her... Her weird, like she is a witch. I think she is like a swamp witch that just happened to get on Broadway. <laughs> like I think that's, you know, because she kind of. Yeah. How much is it a costume, and how much of it is just Bette Midler yeah, walking around? Yeah, she's too good. She's too good. She's too... been practicing for the like what fifty years before this, this movie came out. This is who she out. really is yeah. inside, and they cast her. They were like, okay, so this might this might be weird for you. You're gonna yeah. have to play a witch, and she had to play along and be like, oh, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, it sounds challenging, <laughs> yeah. but I guess I'll just have to do it. Yeah. Okay, so um, the the boy breaks in uh-huh. to their house while they're making this potion. He sees his sister sitting there all tied up. They have a wonderful witch moment where they go, <laughs> gasp, uh-huh. a boy. A boy. <laughs> which I feel like I've seen gifts of uh-huh. before. Um, she's glowing. This girl that they've captured, she's glowing and steaming. Mm-hmm. And they are, their potion is working and they are starting to look younger and more beautiful mm-hmm. um i wrote that the book with an eye in it looks like what i wanted the harry potter care of magical creatures book oh to look yeah like. they're very similar mm-hmm. right that's what i think uh-huh. like in a perfect world in the third movie yeah that's what that book would look like yeah um just some observations on this scene i wrote that kathy and jimmy's tongue is always out just like perpetually she's hungry she's hungry for some child flesh <laughs> or child spirit i don't know mm-hmm. they don't actually eat the children they just suck the essence from them i guess like i guess so so the girl um the girl starts glowing and steaming they kind of absorb her or mm-hmm. like kill her or whatever their witch version of this is yes yeah, it's, the, it's the it's the new um skincare routine exactly <laughs> <laughs> and then uh they they zap Thackeray and he turns into a cat and runs away and then all of a sudden the entire town descends upon them mm-hmm. and captures them and takes them to the hanging so basically they're just taunting the town and they're like we're gonna be back in yep. a few hundred years or whatever yeah and they do that cool spell that I remember when I was young I like would want to memorize it where they speak mm-hmm. all at the same time and then they like, they, like spit on the floor three times or whatever and then the book comes and then they like use the spell like i like used to always just want to like sit in front of the tv and like memorize that so i don't know i could become immortal or whatever (laughs) like they're just like they're bad people Mm -hmm. right like they obviously just ate a child like that should be traumatizing for kids but for some reason i think and if you ask anybody about like what they remember from Hocus Pocus and who they love the best. It's always mm-hmm. the Sanderson sisters. Yeah. I don't know why. I think it's because they do those, like, asides where they turn around and they say, like, a boy, <laughs> you know? Like, or they're just, like, so funny and fighting amongst each other. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we'll get into that. But, like, yeah. just... They are sp- scary, and you do want them to die. But, honestly, I wanted them to win yeah. the entire movie. Like They're so... 
I think it's because this movie is so kind of campy uh-huh. and like funny and over the top. And all of that comes from the Sanderson yes. sisters. Like, they are responsible for the whole tone of this movie. Yeah, like, all the comedy comes from them. Everybody else yeah. is, like, like scared beyond their, like, you know, because yeah. they're, 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 they're going to get eaten. But, every, but like, the Sanderson sisters are just like, this is a fun game. Yeah. I feel like you couldn't have Hocus Pocus without the Sanderson sisters. No. It would just be boring children running around. Completely. But you could have it without the other characters yeah. in this movie like, I mean it could it could be the plot that you described before where they all like become friends <laughs> and in the end whatever and yeah. it would still be good because just because of Bette Midler and yeah. the, the rest you know so that's kind of the prequel mm-hmm. is um, we find out that they need kids to make them young and beautiful we have this promise that they're going to return at some point and then we cut to "Quote unquote modern day Salem, Massachusetts, which was 1993, yeah. but by now is a little bit less modern. Uh-huh. But cut to modern day in the film, um, and we find out that this is a story that the teacher is telling a classroom full of children um, because it is an important historical story yeah. to this town of Salem, mm-hmm. Massachusetts. Everyone knows who the Sanderson sisters are." Everyone knows their story, and it's important to them. Yeah, they seem to, like, really believe it. Yeah. Right? And so much so that, okay, so when we meet our male lead mm-hmm. in this movie, Max, um, and he's, <laughs> I wrote, some woke millennial from California who doesn't believe in the witches. That is my favorite, like, 90s movie trope, or, like, 90s TV <laughs> show trope, is, like, the California kid that, like, is too cool for school, wears tie-dye, and, like, oh, the new kid from California. And he says things like rad and like it gives like a hang loose sign, you know, like that is my favorite trope. And they like hit that really hard in this scene. Yeah. Like only in this yeah, scene. And like, it's it, never it, really like, brought up again. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, too cool for California or whatever. Or your so, California's kids cool. <laughs> so this woke millennial Californian <laughs> sitting in the front row in his tie-dye shirt, like, yeah. doesn't believe in the story. And then some girl, who we later find out is Allison, tells him about... she. She's basically mansplains to him yep. in a moment of female empowerment. She's like, hold on, hold on. And then she tells him about All Hallows' Eve, the history of Halloween, basically claps back at him. Yep. And the whole classroom applauds. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought it was funny. I was like, people in this town are so invested so into Halloween. in Halloween that they're going to applaud someone for correcting uh-huh. a boy who they've never met who yeah. doesn't know about Halloween. Or See, and maybe care. we just think that's weird because we're from California. <laughs> like maybe, <laughs> I if, guess. Like so. if any of your listeners are out of state, they're going to be like, "You guys are like trashing Halloween." Like, well, <laughs> you Californians are too cool for Halloween. And then instead of taking her cue and maybe you know shutting up a little bit uh-huh. he gives her he gives her his number in front of the whole class i mean that is actually a really like dope move right <laughs> like if, if i like had the guts when i was in high school to do stuff like that yeah I mean, I would have had a totally different life. But... <laughs> I mean, that's that's one way to turn it around. Yeah. He's like, how am I going to save also, myself? Like, I just embarrassed myself. He doesn't know how to read a room. Like, she obviously doesn't take it well because he just made one of, like, the city's, like, spiritual holiday. Yes. And, like, later it's revealed that, like, don't her parents run, like, the museum about the Sanderson sisters? Yeah. Or so she's very invested in this uh-huh. story. 
So he doesn't know how to read a room. No. He tries to give her his number. And then he follows her, like, outside of the classroom. So creepy. And they have this conversation that I thought was so funny, where she's like, you don't believe in witches and spooky things? And he's like, no, not at all. And she's like, not even on Halloween? And he goes, especially on Halloween, <laughs> which... What a weird response. Like, like oh, why? Why especially on Halloween? Like, no, actually today is the day when I really don't believe in ghosts. You know, maybe like, on Thanksgiving yeah. I, would, I would buy into yeah. it, but especially not on Halloween. <laughs> not today, Satan. He's just, um, oh, he's just a contrarian. Yeah, and is is it Halloween today at school? I think so. And because no one's nobody's dressed, dressed up. up. But Nobody is dressed up. You so would like, think for a town that's so into uh-huh. Halloween, someone would be in costume. I think only the teacher. The teacher's dressed up as a witch, I yeah. think. And everybody else is just like, I mean, he's wearing a tie-dye shirt, which I hope like is only ever used for like a costume. I, I hope his costume was I hope the middle California part is kid. also a costume. <laughs> because like, first of all, Allison never trusts somebody with a middle part. Like that's, I wouldn't take his number no, just because of that. I had a middle part from like kindergarten until like it's, maybe halfway through college when the, I realized you yeah. can do it a different way. It's the male, it's the male floppy 90s middle part that's coming back these days. And every time I see it, like on a high school, cause like high school kids love it uh-huh. for whatever reason. I'm just like, <gasps> the mop top. Yeah, I'm like, no, I can't do it. In an act of pure shade, mm-hmm. she gives him back his number that yeah. he just gave to her. Yeah, she's like, I'm not taking it. And saunters away, la di da. Yeah, I mean, that is a cool move. That yeah. is like, that is pretty badass, I say. And in typical Hollywood fashion, this for some reason makes him like fall in love with her. Mm-hmm. Well, because I mean, it's all—it's all about the chase, right? I guess so. And also, she is like, she's very pretty. She is very. She's pretty. very pretty, and he is wearing a tie-dye shirt, so he can like really, she's you know, definitely out of his out league. of his league. I think I wrote down this this note later where I'm like, God, I hope they don't get together because she can do so much better. She, she really can. I mean, <laughs> she does on. not need him. And plus, like, he's trashing her spiritual belief yeah. like this is this is her religion find someone who believes in witches honey yeah like, come you on. don't need this <laughs> so then he's he's walking home from school and he walks through the cemetery as one does mm-hmm. you know as one does um and we are introduced to the bully characters of this film and I, I honestly think I don't remember their names at all. I think one of them is called like Ice Tea or think, something. Yeah, one is like Ice, and one of them is like I, I don't, I don't know. It's so like, I'm just gonna guess. We're gonna, well, let's call him Gage because that, that is such like a oh bully my God. name. I knew someone in college named Gage. Was, oh he, was he a bully? No, but he was blonde. Just oh, like okay. This kid. So yeah, <laughs> sorry. The, which one is Ice? Is the long haired one no, or no, the tall, ice, tall one? Ice is the. The tall one. The stockier one, one right? The and sh- he shaves the name Ice <laughs> oh, yeah. in the back of his head. <laughs> and then there's the one with, like, the long, long hair. Yeah, and yeah. then there's the blonde dude who mm-hmm. I wrote is probably the worst actor in this movie uh-huh. by far. Uh-huh. He's like, it's very staccato the way he speaks. He's, yeah. he's like, hey, you, I like your shoes. <laughs> you couldn't have asked for a worse line <laughs> no, read, but no. this guy brings it. <laughs> I mean, that's what, see, if you got me in this movie, I, that, would, that would be me. You're like, oh, he's probably a writer. Like, <laughs> he, he knows the words, but he doesn't know how to say them. Then we, we finally get to Max's house. 
Um, he goes into his bedroom. Uh, Jesus Christ, he has a thousand stairs yeah. in his bedroom. Uh, a lot of important things happen in this scene. But I like the whole time I was just like, is someone going to talk about these stairs? Yeah. Why does this dude have a thousand fucking stairs? Some, I mean, like Hollywood secret. Some like set person was like, ooh, this is nice. Like, and then at some point, I know I'm skipping ahead, but he like runs up the stairs like a little bitch and just like cries in the corner <laughs> for no reason. Well, and I was like, okay, now someone's going to point yeah. out the stairs and no one did. And, and can we also, we, we kind of skipped it over, but one of my favorite things like growing up was... Like, he was so pissed off that they, like, took his shoes away. But I was like, I think this is how I knew I was gay when I was 10. I was like, leave the shoes. They're ugly anyway. Oh, yeah. They're okay, so yes. bad. That's what happened in the last scene. Yeah. The bullies took his shoes. Uh-huh. Which, he like, was... okay, that why? Makes sense. <laughs> why would they take? I mean, I guess they're Nikes, right? I think they were Nikes. So I, I don't know how so. much they cost in the 90s. But like, I mean, they were probably just, very valuable back Yeah, then. that's just a weird thing. <laughs> okay, yes. Thank you for reminding me. Uh-huh. Yes, he gets mugged by the this uh-huh. two dumbest bullies I've ever seen in my life. Yep. He runs back home to his room with a thousand stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, Barefoot. Yes. Or with socks. <laughs> and then immediately jumps into bed and starts cuddling a pillow. Yeah. And going like, ooh, Allison. Ooh, I mean, so I think... <laughs> I think, I think that's like thing. yeah. I think that's just like a childhood, like because it's a kids' movie, right? They couldn't actually have him like I was... doing something. <laughs> so like now, I, when I watched that last night, I was like, "What in I the think, world?" I, I think this is the Disney version of jerking off. Yeah, like he was just kind of like having his little like masturbatory fantasy. I, I, just, just I don't know if that's a word, but I'm using a him. little pillow yeah. and like with this girl who told him off, threw away his phone number, and like shat on him in front of the whole class about like not liking Halloween and like and to make it worse. Yeah. Okay, here's my other quiz question uh-huh. for you. Do you remember what is on his comforter? What pattern is on his bedding? Oh no. Oh no. I don't I don't know, but like if it's some sort of like floral print, I'm gonna be like so pissed off. No, it's an animal. No, I have no idea. It's a fish. Why? There's fish all over Dude has a room filled with fish and filled with stairs. Is it Okay, is that supposed to be like some sort of a like California fantasy where it's like ocean, o- ocean vibes or something? Or like. I think it was just a very 90s choice yeah, or it's on like, behalf of the set director. Like it's what they can get at Kmart at the time. <laughs> They're like, well, this is on sale. Let's go. Yeah, so he starts like PG jerking off in his Dry fish humping bed. Allison pillow. <laughs> and it's a good thing that he's just cuddling that pillow because next thing you know, his sister, Danny, jumps out of his closet. Which is like, okay, there's okay, there's so many 90s tropes that are going on. Okay, first the California kid. Yeah. Then, like, the bullies that are there for, like, what reason? I don't know. They just want shoes. Yeah, they, and then the sh- I mean, do the shoes play any actual, like, plot toll? I like, don't think so. No. And then, like, the, the bratty sister who, like, mm-hmm. hides in, like, the closet and jumps out. And she is annoying. She is annoying. Oh my god. I thought she was like one of the best parts of this okay. movie. <laughs> so we disagree on this. I think it's because I have a younger sister who like uh, that's exactly who she is. I and think like, I think I like her because I was that little oh, sister. Oh, okay, so and you, you identify. don't like her because you had that little sister. The whole movie, I guess, is about saving her. And I was always like, why? Like, leave her behind. Leave her. Buddy. Keep Bette Midler alive. Leave her. Oh my god. So she Danny, this like eight-year-old little sister of his, she jumps out of the closet and mm-hmm. demands to be taken trick-or-treating, which I wrote like, wow, 
everyone in this family fucking rules except uh-huh. for Max. I think this family is really cool because so his sister is just like badass, uh-huh. like demanding everything she wants. Uh-huh. And his parents are like, dude, we can't be bothered to take our eight-year-old trick-or-treating because we're going to a party. We're are like, getting fucked they up. Just, yeah, they just moved to this new city. They already got friends. Uh-huh. They're like, peace out, bitch. Like, we're going to go have fun. You yep. take your loser sister trick-or-treating. Yeah, go make some friends, kids, because you're not very yeah, good at it. They're Max. like, we know you don't have plans, <laughs> yeah. okay? We do. <laughs> I love the parents in this movie. Yeah. And like even later, skipping ahead just a little bit, when you see them at the Halloween party, they look so young, so fresh, so so cool. cool. Yeah. Their costumes are so awesome. I'm just like, you guys are way cooler than your children. Oh, yeah, completely. And I think, I mean, we'll get to that party, but I think they're swingers. Like, let's just get, let's just be honest. I think they're swingers. Like, they have that vibe where they're just, like, too cool and too loose. I'm like, you guys are inviting some other people home later. Oh, my gosh. Right? Definitely. They're like, make sure you uh, take your sister trick-or-treating. Yeah. Make sure she's in bed by 10. Yeah. I, no arguing. Just uh, both be asleep at 10. And lock your don't doors. go up the 10th staircase yeah. in the house. Don't you know do it. You know what? I'm just going to put your, your breakfast and as much water as you need in your rooms right now. Yeah. Just so you don't have to bother us in the morning. Just, uh... So um, he ends up taking his sister uh-huh. trick or treating. We run into the bullies yet again because yep. they don't really have anything to do. No, and they only have one person to pick on. Yeah, which is like a new kid, I guess. Whatever. And then uh, Danny, his eight-year-old sister, does a better job of standing up for them yeah, than I mean, he ever did. She is pretty badass. I'm, I'm, I'll give you that. Like the little sister oh is pretty God. badass. I loved her. I mean, I guess he's rightfully embarrassed by it because he couldn't stand up to the bullies, but, like, his sister did just fine. Like... Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I don't think they're going to, like... Are they going to beat up an eight-year-old girl? I feel like they wouldn't, actually. I don't know. I don't trust somebody who has, like, ice, like, buzzed into the back <laughs> of their head. Like He's a loose cannon. He's a loose... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he... so, so, Max... How'd he get that name? You never know. How many bodies does he have in, on ice in his oh, backyard? Wow. I don't know. We just created a backstory yeah. for ice. So, um, Danny and Max end up getting into a fight after she scares off the bullies. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, I didn't need you defending my honor. You embarrassed me. Blah, blah, blah. And finally, they, they resume trick-or-treating. And mm-hmm. they just walk into somebody's house. Yeah. And it's a good thing it happens to be Allison's house because who does that? Yeah, I mean, like, but here, let's let's tell the story from Allison's perspective, right? Okay. This this dude shits on your on your spirituality, like your <laughs> spiritual practice, right? He shits on it in front of everybody in the class. You tell him off. He gives you the number. You deny him, and then he shows up at your doorstep or inside your home, like yeah, what he, two hours, three hours knock. later. They do not knock. Like, why would you? Was there a sign that said walk in? There was, okay, they just walk up to a door. Uh-huh. And I think they were like, oh, let's try this house. Because there's like music coming. There's like obviously a party happening. Mm-hmm. And instead of being like, oh, we knocked and no one answered, they just straight up walk in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if, if to, yeah, and I, I think I would. If I was them, I would walk into that house because that is the kind of house that would have the king size like candies, <laughs> or you could at least like steal a vase or something, a vase or something, and sell it like at the jewelers. But at the jewelers, at the what are the, the jewelers? <laughs> Who knows what the vase is made out of? It's rubies, pure rubies. But it's still creepy and it's still weird, and it shows that they 
is this California like norms that you just walk into somebody's house? I Not will, that I know of. I will tell you for a fact, I have only grown up in California. Uh-huh. I've only lived here. And not once have I ever just sauntered into someone's house trick or treating. Like, oh look, a party! I was a, I was a knock once and then get the hell out of there, kind yeah, of trick or treater. Yeah. I would just scream trick or treat, and if they don't hear me, I'd run away. So so shy. <laughs> so they just walk into this house. There's a Halloween party happening, and then Allison, like an angel from above, descends yep. the staircase. It turns out that it's her house and her dress. Is is awesome. It is yeah. a really cool. Like, what is she trying to be? It's like a. I don't even. Know. It's like a sixteen hundreds theme party because yeah. everybody else has like powdered wigs, and she comes down and she's like the belle of the ball or whatever. Yeah, she's like Juliet from yeah. uh, from Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, she's she she looks good. Um, she does not look like she's in high school. Let's get that straight. <laughs> Hardly any of them do. No, no. He's supposed to be like 16 or mm-hmm. something. I was going to say because they drive later. Yeah. So they're at least 16. But once again, the, this is a constant problem in Disney movies where teenagers yeah. look like they're in their late 20s. Yeah. And it's like, hmm, like I did not look, I still do not look like that. <laughs> I have not grown into this. I'm waiting to hit my Disney years. Yeah. Is, is it an awkward phase or just an awkward life? <laughs> so it turns out that it's Allison's house. Uh-huh. Uh, he introduces Danny to Allison. She's not really that turned off by the fact that they just broke into her house and Uh -uh. crashed her Halloween party. And then the best exchange, in my opinion, happens where, for no reason, Danny just sells Max up the river and is like, hey, he likes you. He likes your yabos. Yeah. In fact, he loves them. Like... Was that ever a term for like for boobs? Like, is that what he's talking about? I yes, and I don't know. Like, I don't remember if it even gets brought up. No, I think she just offers it. Like, she's like, "Yo, he likes dem titties." Yo. <laughs> she's. I think she. Okay, it's really annoying, and that and that's like. <laughs> I think that's why I like didn't like Danny very much because like she, you know, that's just like uncalled for. But also like. Max just scolded her out on the front lawn for, like, standing up for him. So she, you know what? She's not on his team anymore. He's like, hey, can you do me a favor and, like, for the rest of the night, please don't embarrass me? Yeah. Like, because I'm doing you a favor and I'm taking you trick-or-treating. And she's like, yeah, no, dope, we got this. And then as soon as she sees his crush, she's like, hey, he wants to be up in them titties. But, like... What's even more embarrassing is it's just the, the word yabos. Because, like, does Max, Max use those? Like, use I that term? Where did she pick up on the term yabos? Yeah. I feel like it was the most, um, it was, like, the most graphic that they could be. Yeah. Considering it's a Disney movie. Uh-huh. Like, they took it through the censor a few times. They were like, okay, you can't say that he wants to fuck them <laughs> You cannot say so, motorboat. You and they're like, say- okay. So then they come back. They're like, no, you can't say, like, get up in them nips, please. <laughs> no. Please do something else. They're like, fine, yabos. <laughs> like, even, like, baz- bazongas or whatever. <laughs> like, that's a funny term. I don't know. It is. It. I mean, and... In her defense, though, those that dress 
is like it is like a push-up situation you know they are they are beautiful she does have beautiful yabas we can say that knowing that the actress who played her was for sure over 18 yeah like we're not gonna get in trouble or anything (laughs) so yeah so danny just sells him up the river Uh He says he he loves your yabos. He's named them Hocus and Pocus. Uh-huh. And then um, they skim over that awkward moment. They somehow recover from that. Yeah. And he basically begs. She, she Allison wants to teach him more about the Sanderson sisters. Yes. Um, so she offers to take them to the Sanderson sister house mm-hmm. that's in their town. Max basically begs Danny. To come along with them, um, because, you know, he's all horned up for Allison. And they go with Allison to the Sanderson sister home, and it's actually, like, pretty well kept. Yeah, I think it's a museum now. Oh, yeah, that's the museum. So it's a museum now, um, which I have a lot of questions about. Mm -hmm. Okay, first of all, what's his name? Thackeray, Mm -hmm. right? He had, he was a cat that could talk. For 300 years. Yes. Right? Why didn't he find anybody to be like, hey, I'm a cat. I can talk. I know it's ooky spooky. Whatever. Get over it. Burn the book. <laughs> Burn the place to the ground. Get rid of that candle. Let's get out of here. Right? And yeah. they, they turn, like, there was, first of all, there was the, you know, Revolutionary War happened. Then yeah. the Civil War, like, all these big things happened. He didn't find one instance where somebody walked in there where he could be like, hey, this book, get rid of it. Like, it's yeah. not. Great. I can't believe that in those 300 years, no one lit it. No. I feel like if this was really a museum, like, they would have lit the candle. Just to see. Like, they would be... Yeah, they would be having, like, a show at the museum Uh where people are dressed up like the Sanderson sisters. They recreate it. They Mm -hmm. light the candle and shit like that. Like, you know that they would be doing something interactive, and that candle probably would have been lit. Yes. In that span of 300 years. But... For story's sake. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> For story's sake, the house looks not really like a museum. Yeah. It looks pretty much exactly like it did uh-huh. in the prologue scene. Uh-huh. Um, so we find they find the spell book. Um, this is all kind of shot from the perspective that someone's watching them, which later we find out is the cat. Yep. Um, but it, it raises the spooky factor. Who's that? Um... They find out that the, they read that the black flame candle raises the dead if a virgin lights it. And, <laughs> and Max is just like, dope, let's light it up. Like, this Max character, I mean, like, if, if you think in a high, a typical, Whoops. typical high school, that we, we just, we just shook the table. We um, almost, we this, almost this died. This whole podcast is getting crashing <laughs> in the ground. Um, in a typical, like, high schooler's day, how much embarrassment can he go through? Like, he got denied by a girl, he got his shoes taken, he got he got told, I mean... An the, eight-year-old the, defended he, him. Yeah, he got, he told his crush, or his sister told his crush <laughs> that he like she likes his tits. Like, all this stuff. And then he, and then he like, exposes by choice that he's a virgin. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Honestly, this is a very pro-virgin movie. Yeah. Because they don't, like, I mean, they kind of make it seem embarrassing, but they don't make it seem like he's embarrassed by it no. at first until people start talking shit about yeah. him. But he's just like, oh, okay, so a virgin needs to light it. Sweet, I gotta light it. <laughs> me do it and just offers it up where like in real life you know he would have been like oh yeah it says a 
Yeah. Where are we going to uh, find one of those? Yeah, like, uh, little sister, you better you light know, it. Back in Cali, I was just <laughs> surfing through the puss. All the like, chicks and their yabos. <laughs> so he freely admits to being a virgin. Um, he lights the candle, mm-hmm. and the three witches burst through the front door, yep. which I kind of love. I love that somehow the candle like rematerializes them precisely outside of their door (laughs) like is that where they got got hung i yeah like wasn't that in like the town square yeah like it certainly wasn't right on their doorstep so it's like they're that's where they just come they're like hello we're home it's like when you're in a video game and you you like die and there's like a certain point that your character like rematerializes yeah last save that's their last save that's their last save um i also love that like throughout the entire scene Danny is just like shitting on Max for being a virgin. Uh-huh. And I'm like, when I was eight, I didn't know what that was. No. And also, <laughs> like, I thought, like, I think I, at that age, I thought sex was gross and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So I was just kind of like, why? I would have been proud. I would have been like, good for you. You're a good yeah, person. Yeah, good for you. You're waiting until marriage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the witches are back. Uh-huh. The most important thing, the Sanderson sisters yes. have returned. And then the movie gets good again. Yes. <laughs> then. Step aside, Max. The real stars are here. Um, So they start sniffing out the children. All the kids are kind of like hiding from them. Yep. Um, They find Danny. Danny kind of like almost offers herself up. Like she doesn't really do that good of a job of hiding. No, she like hides and then she like... What does she do? She pretends she's a witch or something? She thinks she can get away with it? Yeah, because she's dressed like a witch. So she's just kind of like... Yeah, I'm another Sanderson sister. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, you know, like when you were playing hide and seek, the scariest part was like jumping out and being like, hi, I'm here or like getting found. Like she, she gives no fucks. She just rips off the band. No, she's just like, find me. I'm here. Eat me. (laughs) Um, And then quickly that takes a turn. Mm -hmm. They start to get a little scared and uh, Max pops out. The witches zap him, much like they zapped uh, Thackeray Binks at the beginning. It's a parallel line Pure Lord Palpatine. (laughs) (laughs) She has electric fingers. And then um, Allison, Danny, and the cat, Uh the black cat, later to be known as Thackeray Binks, uh, jumps out and they start to fight the witches. Um, Max climbs to the top of, like, stairs or something. Yeah, he does it really fast because he has a lot of stairs in his house. Yeah, <laughs> he has yeah. a lot of practice. He's those... been training. That's why the stairs are <laughs> yeah, there. They've yeah, been those there. calves are warmed up just for this moment. They've been there to train him. He, like, jumps up real high uh-huh. in their house. He lights a match. Um, the, what is it called? Sprinkler system goes yeah. off, which I guess they must have installed when it became a museum. Yeah. Because there's they no way that was there. They modernize it. They put a new plumbing. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So the sprinkler system goes off. The witches freak the fuck out. Yeah. Because, I mean... I think he calls it the reign of death or something. Yeah. Um, so they think it's a magical yeah. spell. I mean, I is... mean, I understand that because they don't know what a sprinkler system is. Yeah, and to put on, like, my, like, writer's hat, like, that is, like, one of the most fun points of this whole, like, movie mm-hmm. is the fact that, like, they were you know they have no idea what like the street is they have no idea what like the sprinkler system are is so every time they come in like into like contact with the modern world they freak the fuck out which is so freaking fun it's like especially as a kid you know so that is like kind of one really fun element where like it's like they're fish out of water trying to like figure out how to like 
eat kids in this modern world. I mean, yeah. you, have, you have to identify with them. <laughs> and they don't, like, later, it's a, it's a plot point that they, like, they don't understand Halloween, so they no. don't realize that people are in costume. Yeah. And that's kind of why Danny is able to play along with them for mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, and I wouldn't even have thought of that. Like, no. I Like, partway through the movie, I was like, why... Like, why can't they find them? And I'm like, oh, they're confused because everyone's in a costume. Yeah, I mean... And they don't know why. They were asleep for 300 years. I guess they weren't, like, spectral beings that were watching over everything. Yeah, they have no idea what's going on. Yeah, they're lost. And and especially especially Sarah Jessica Parker. (laughs) (laughs) I always put extra Ks in her name. I don't know why. (laughs) Sarah Jessica Parker. Parker. <laughs> so um, he lights the match. It starts to rain in their house. Uh-huh. Rightfully, they freak the fuck out. Um, and then this is the first moment where the cat talks and yeah. you realize it's Thackeray Binks. Yeah. And I was not expecting that when I was watching oh, it. Yeah. So I wrote in all caps, the cat talks? What yeah. the fuck? Is Salem? <laughs> is that you? Honestly, if Nick Bakey's voice yeah. had come out of that cat. Would you have bad eyelids? You'd be like, oh, okay. Well, witches, it's fine. I wish it was a Sabrina the Teenage yeah, Witch crossover. Or, or um, Sailor Moon has a black cat as well that speaks. <laughs> So (laughs) it's just a Halloween trope now, I guess. Um, So in the confusion, the kids and the cat are able to steal the spell book and get out of there. Um, A few seconds later, the witches realize that the water isn't harming them. Mm -hmm. Everything's good. Um, So they start running after the kids. Um, The kids make it to the graveyard that we saw earlier in the movie. Mm -hmm. And the cat tells them that the graveyard is hollowed ground. The cat, the cats, <laughs> the witches, <laughs> the witches can't set foot in the graveyard. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what they're going to use as their sanctuary. Yeah. Um, then we cut back to the Sanderson sisters who, as we've addressed, are very confused about this modern yeah. world. They think that firemen are witch hunters, uh-huh. which I think is hilarious. <laughs> um, and they talk about how they have to get the book back because if they don't get the book back, they can't make the potion. If they mm-hmm. can't make the potion, they can't steal a child and take their essence. And There's when- a lot of fun like exposition here because... Yeah. like. She ha- Winifred has to exp- explain it to her dumbass sisters. Yeah. So it's kind of like that's how we get to learn about it. Where because like she's like, okay, no girls, the book. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> and if they if they can't make this potion, they can't steal a yep. child. Basically, when the sun comes up, they're going to turn to dust, mm-hmm. and basically they're they're perished. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I I like. The fact that there's like this clear through line of like what their mission is. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I love the dynamic between the Sanderson sisters uh-huh. in this movie. Uh-huh. Um, I love that essentially there's like two dumb characters and one smart character, yeah. but they're, they're dumb in different in ways. In different ways. Yeah. I think, I don't really know their, what, what are their names? I just know Winifred. <laughs> I know that there's, I think one of them is Sarah Sanderson. Yes. I think that might be Sarah Jessica Parker. Sa- Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I think, so anyway, she's just, she's just plain old dumb. Yeah, she's right? like, she's like ditzy blonde She's dumb. ditzy blonde dumb and she is, she's, she's horny. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's horny like that's her thing she's and, the sex craze and the other right? one is just hungry all the time hungry for children like she can sniff yeah. out children she she's can... like 
she's dumb, but she's more like lazy dumb. Yeah, yeah. I like, think she's just like leave me alone. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think and poor Winifred is like just. Why am I stuck with you? Yeah. I think there's one point where she calls them her curse or something. Yes. Like, she's just she's too smart, too good. She's singularly focused. <laughs> yeah, completely. Um, okay, so, uh, sorry, getting back to the graveyard. Mm-hmm. I got a little lost in my notes. Um, so the cat is basically just like, you guys fucked up. You yep. never should have lit that candle. Whatever. Uh, the witches find them on their brooms because they can't step foot in the graveyard, but they can fly over it. Their brooms. Quote, unquote, unquote, brooms. brooms. Did you, that's one of my favorite moments is when they get on their brooms and whatever one um, Kathy and Jimmy... Oh, the Place. vacuum. The vacuum. Oh, that's later on. Oh, is that later yeah. on? Okay, never mind. Okay, that's sorry. Everything. Okay. How <laughs> dare you? I'm sorry. See, that's what, that's where you're good with the notes because I have all this memory of like general knowledge. <laughs> okay, continue. So the witches um, basically raise a corpse from the dead. I wrote that the corpse looks like Johnny Depp and I'm just going to call him Johnny Depp uh-huh. for the rest of the thing. Um, the kids hide into hide in a crypt. They're like basically walking underground to escape from the witches mm-hmm. and get the heck out of there. Um, Winifred is very upset that the kids have eluded her, mm-hmm. and the Kathy and Jimmy witch makes them all form a calming circle. Yeah. While they wait for the kids to reemerge from the crypt. Which is actually pretty smart. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, that's really good mindfulness for 1600s. Like, yeah. that is great. <laughs> it's really, it's actually something I think we could all take away from the same yeah. sisters. My favorite part is when, like, Winifred goes like, I am calm! Because <laughs> that's, like, that's me. <laughs> when I'm, like, writing something and I, like, don't know how to, like, you know, don't know what the word next sentence is or whatever. <laughs> I'm always like, I'm so calm right now. <laughs> don't I seem relaxed? Relaxed. <laughs> so um, then we get uh, our hashtag Me Too bus driver uh-huh. who pulls up, and his whole character is just hitting yeah. on the Sanderson sisters. Uh-huh. I believe at one point we cut back to them in the bus, and Sarah Jessica Parker is sitting on his lap, yep. um, which is just she's a, thirsty, just delightful for a children's movie. It's been three hundred years. And, I mean, do you blame her? <laughs> and it's bumpy in yeah. that bus, you know, uh-huh. for a fact. So they're like, it's essentially a lap dance. Uh, yeah, bus it's ride. kind of like cut back to the pillow situation with Max. <laughs> this is the most graphic that they were allowed to get. Um, I think when they when they get on the um the bus the door opens and then Winifred says or Winnie says um something like we want children and then he goes like it might take me a couple tries (laughs) (laughs) which like I didn't understand you know you don't understand that as a kid but like now I'm like that is straight up disgusting it's like, so funny when you watch these things back as an adult and you're like, oh, yeah, what, like, they got what, that in there. What adult male is like, yeah, like, so that's a good, yeah, let me get these people <laughs> on my bus. They're literally, he must have been really horny because, like, you know, in Halloween. real life, he would have just shut the do- the bus door <laughs> and just kept driving. <laughs> like, what the hell? Get these creeps off of here. So, Sean, now that you've been on this podcast... And you know what it's about. I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Like, wouldn't you would sponsor me, right? Like, if yeah. you if you were an advertiser, if you had a brand, you would sponsor me, right? Of, co- of course, yeah, hundred percent, absolutely. I'd well, send all my money to you. Perfect. <laughs> well, the thing is, I don't have any sponsors for this show yet, 
But I really want to prove that I would do great ad reads. Mm -hmm. So I thought it would be fun to have a little segment where you give me any brand, uh -huh. any item, uh -huh. just anything that you want me to sell. I will come up with a fake ad read for it uh -huh. right here, right now. Um, so that I can prove to future advertisers that, you know, they want me on board. Yeah, of course. Um, let's see. I want you to do an ad for, I'm just going to look around. For Whirlpool Appliances. Oh, <laughs> wow. Whirlpool Appliances? Okay. Wow. There's so many, so many dishes, cups, spoons, <laughs> knives, plates. You know, sometimes I feel like I'm just, I'm drowning in, in dishes to wash. I need tons, yeah. You know what I need? <laughs> I need to turn, turn this full pool that I'm drowning in into a whirlpool oh wow with whirlpool appliances with whirlpool appliances you know that your dishes are getting washed you know that your your food in your fridge is getting cold <laughs> you know you know that you are your your laundry is getting cleaned yeah you know you know that everything in your life is coming together why because you have Whirlpool appliances. And if you use, if you go onto the Whirlpool appliances <laughs> website and use my code, Chloe Fake at Whirlpool Appliance, 10% off, it's a very long code, yep. mm -hmm. then you will get 10% off of Whirlpool appliances. That's a lot of money. Yeah, so that you can keep your house looking clean, you can keep your dishes sparkly, you can keep the frozen foods frozen. And you know that you're getting the best deal possible. So enter that code on whirlpool.com to get 10% off your order. Whirlpool appliances so that you're not drowning in chores anymore. Give it a whirl. You guys can't see right now, but I'm actually going online on my phone and I just purchased <laughs> a, a, a fridge. I just purchased a dishwasher. Oh my God, wow. Yeah, I have a lot of money to throw around. I'm really glad that I inspired your redecorating. <laughs> that, that writer's salary is really working <laughs> for me. So uh, while they are on the bus during their uh, bus ride lap dance, uh -huh. um, the kids, the cat, and the zombie emerge from the crypt, yeah. and Thackeray Binks is unfortunately run over by the bus. By said bus. By said bus, because the bus driver is obviously <laughs> a little distracted. Yeah. Um, and he basically like reinflates. Yeah, they have like an inflatable life. cat toy. <laughs> it's like so flat, and they just go. Yeah. <laughs> and it was also like a very like there's no guts, no blood, no. like nothing. It's just a clean flattening. Uh, no. Everything stayed in place. It's the perks of being an immortal cat. Yeah. And he, like, the cat, the kids freak out, and he basically just, like, hops right back up, and he's like, it's chill, dude, I live forever. Yeah, like, there's no, like, understanding of what they might have just witnessed. He's just like, <laughs> what? I'm immortal. They have no chance to recover. <laughs> no. He's like, you guys need to, like, keep up here, you know? <laughs> so, um... While this is happening, the witches are wandering through Salem, Massachusetts, mm -hmm. through the thick of trick-or-treaters, um, and they don't recognize them as children. They're looking for children, uh -huh. but since everyone is in costume, they don't realize that there's like millions of children yeah. in front of them. 
Um, and then they run into a man who's dressed <laughs> as a devil. <laughs> Boss. Yeah, they go, master! <laughs> Which is an amazing part of this movie. I will say, like, there were some parts of this movie where I was like, that, that is so clever. Genius. That yeah. is great. And the, the fact that they find this guy... He's dressed in a pretty cool devil costume. Yeah. Everyone has great costumes. It's in like this the film. deviled ham. You know the deviled ham guy on the side of the can? He, <laughs> lo- he looks like that. They run into deviled ham man. Yeah. And they also kind of just Oh, he invites them in. Okay. Yeah. They they have more manners yeah, than Max. It's like, and okay, <laughs> Satan worshippers have better man- manners yeah. than California kids. Yeah, I because mean... they wait to be invited uh-huh. in um, while they are being introduced to this devil man we cut back to the kids they find a guy who's dressed as a cop and they're trying to they think he's a real cop they're trying to explain to him like we're being tailed by these witches blah 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 and this whole scene is just basically for like them to make fun of max for being a virgin yet again Uh uh-huh because the whole point like the whole scene is just him being like you're a virgin yeah i'm a virgin (laughs) yeah he's a virgin (laughs) like let's just lol let this go chill okay he's 16 it's fine let him take his time it's, he's it's making okay perfectly choices. Perfectly normal. Yeah. No one in this movie is like, you know what? Like, you can make that choice for yourself. It's yeah. perfectly fine. Everyone's just like, what a loser. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> and my favorite thing is this is like, there's two really good, co- like, like, two really good outfits or costumes. The 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 devil that's a good costume right yeah. for for like really involved for a, for an older male and then this dude is like has a full on motorcycle bike like cop yeah. motorcycle right a motorcycle bike <laughs> full on like cop motorcycle like he's in on it he has the cool boots that like are <laughs> slimming on the legs he's cool and doesn't he have like some like girl that's with him or like woman that's with him she comes in at the end okay and I. Don't I don't remember her outfit, but I remember it was a little skimpy. She was a little supposed skimpy. to be like a prostitute or something, <laughs> I think. I'm not trying to be judgmental here, but I can't remember because I watched this a few days ago. I think that's the joke. It was revealing, and I think that it's one of those like joke couple costumes. Like, haha, yeah. I'm a cop, and I'm arresting <laughs> a prostitute. Like, oh, God, come on. Let's not make fun of sex workers. They're just doing their best. <laughs> so after that kind of meaningless scene, yeah. um, back at the devil's house, um the witches are basically just running around he is excited because he thinks that they are people who are dressed as the sanderson sisters Uh since everyone in this town is obsessed with sanderson sisters um and he's just like whoa these are like the best costumes i've ever seen um he starts dancing with them and yeah i I, I have mixed feelings, so continue. I have mixed feelings about this next part. <laughs> There's like, I don't know, this movie just takes like a weird dip for a few scenes where they're just kind of running into people and there's yep. no real purpose for it. Mm-mm. It's kind of just like filler. Yeah, I think they're trying to like expand the world for the Sanderson sisters and give I them space so. to figure it out. But also it's like, there's these weird, awkward comedic moments where it's kind of like, why is this old dude dancing with... Yeah. Like, just some chicks that, like, are dressed as witches. Like, it just seems off. Yeah. And then rightfully so, like, I think the next scene is, like, the the wife comes in. Yeah. And she's like, what the hell is coming on? And she's, like, wearing curlers. And she's all, like, you yeah. know. Yeah. And kicks, kicks, kicks them, them out. out. I mean, I would do the same thing. Why the hell did, would you invite three women into yeah. your house? I mean, maybe he's a swinger. Maybe this is just a city <laughs> of, swingers. A of swingers. It's a whole town of swingers. 
Maybe it's because his wife doesn't like Halloween because she was wearing curlers. She looked like she was going to bed. That's true. Maybe she, she's not, you know, he's interested trying to in party. His, and... Yeah. You know, sometimes that happens in relationships. You don't have shared <laughs> interests. <laughs> we really, we should just do a whole episode that's a deep dive into this couple's relationship. <laughs> so, yeah, as you were saying, he starts dancing uh-huh. with them and his wife bursts down the stairs or yeah. through the door or something and then kicks them out. I think it's down out. the stairs because all these houses have stairs. Yeah. yeah, you have to remember that's a big theme throughout <laughs> this movie. When they come outside of the house, they realize that their brooms have been stolen. Uh-huh. Um, and as they're walking through the town, that's when Winifred kind of pieces it together yeah. that everyone's in costume and it must be some kind of celebration for this night, for yeah. Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, what, and I think this is the, the part of one of my favorite moments in this whole like movie is where mm-hmm. I think they're exiting the house right and then um a little girl dressed as a do, do you remember this part a little girl like dressed as an angel walks by and she goes she goes up to Kathy and Jimmy and she goes bless you and Kathy and Jimmy goes ah! <laughs> she's like terrified that she just got blessed by an angel <laughs> and then that's I think that's where like when a friend starts piecing it together like wait okay like this is all fate because you didn't die because of that's not actually Satan. Mm-hmm. All this kind of stuff. She starts piecing together. Like these are just people in costumes. And she seems actually kind of pissed off by it because yeah. like, this is like, this is her, like, I guess, sacred holiday yeah. that they're kind of taking in vain. Or It's also like if you realized that someone threw a parade, like, on the anniversary oh, of your shoot. death every Forgot year. Forgot about that. Like, it's like, been 300 years, yay! Yeah, like, it's like if you realize that people are actively celebrating your death, essentially. Like, I might be a little offended. A little bit. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I kind of just, as long as I'm being remembered, I'm okay. You could heckle my funeral for all I care, you know, but... But, yeah, I mean, like, that is kind of... I, I didn't think about it in that way. That is kind of rude. Yeah. So um, then we cut to... We're getting into the good stuff yeah. now. We had a little bit of a lull in uh-huh. the second act. But now we're getting to the parents' uh, swingers Halloween party. Oh, this is the, the best. So they, they, the kids track their parents down to their Halloween party. Um their dad is dressed like what Frankenstein. He's Frankenstein. I, I really only remember the mom. Yeah, yeah. The mom is awesome. She's dressed as Madonna. Uh-huh. I didn't think that was actually their mom because she looked so young. She looks so good. She looked awesome. Yeah. Once and... again, these parents are like they just have it. Yeah, know? that good old comb bra. <laughs> Her yabos. Exactly. Yeah. Let's talk about yabos. Yes. Her yabos are looking great in that mm-hmm. bra. <laughs> so. Um, they track them down. They're kind of trying to explain to them, like, hey, we're being tailed by witches. Um, yeah. This is kind of a problem for me. Yeah. And um, they're like, okay, I think you just ate too much Halloween candy. Do you remember what uh, Danny's line is oh, after no. that? It's not very PC. I don't think they would have it anymore. Oh, no. In a Disney film. No, I don't. Her mom says, oh, I think you had too much Halloween candy. And she says, Mom, I haven't OD'd yet. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, She's like, Mom, I haven't OD'd yet. Not, I'm not fine. yet, Mom. An like, eight-year-old, by I, the way. I love the yet, though. <laughs> like, when I'm 16 and you find, I find some She's opiate like, baby. Oh, it's fine, Mom. I haven't OD'd on my candy yet. And so, don't oh, think they would include that now. No. But it was in 1993. Good old overdose jokes. <laughs> Great. Oh. 
Bring those back. They're missing. (laughs) Hankering for a good OG joke. (laughs) Haven't heard that in a while. So um, the sisters, the Sanderson sisters, have trailed the kids to this party. Max, again, having no concern for whether or not people want him to go somewhere, Uh rushes the stage. And grabs the microphone out of, like, the musician's hand, makes a whole speech that's like, we're in danger, the witches are back, blah, blah, blah. He points them out in the audience, and this is really Bette Midler at her best. Yeah, it's genius, where she she kind of, like, takes that as, like, a, oh, thanks for that marvelous introduction or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so good. And then... I mean, I guess you can't have Bette Midler in a movie without having getting her to sing. Yeah, you know, like you're just—it's not worth it, right? And you it's really—it's really in her contract. It's in her contract, <laughs> and like, so she starts singing what? Like, I, 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 I put a I spell, put a on, spell you. on you. Yeah, yeah, so good. And essentially, everyone just thinks that like he was introducing a musical number uh-huh. in like a very dramatic way. Um, and so she's kind of charming the whole party by singing "I Put a Spell on You." Yeah, her sisters are the backup singers uh-huh. and it's a really fun scene i think i think i i knew that bet midler had a song and yeah. i think that's why i thought this was a musical uh-huh. but this is the only musical number yeah in the movie uh-huh. i think this might be like i think this is one of the most iconic scenes definitely yeah. i think it might be my favorite just because it's like the most active and it is yeah. like it is fun because it's like there is just this building circle of confusion in this entire yeah. movie where it's like, you know, people... I mean, it's Halloween. There's these witches walking around. It is the perfect mixture of like, you know, I won't believe you because they're just people in a, in a costume or whatever. Yeah. And plus, Bette Midler singing, I will like always love it, <laughs> you know? So like, yeah, I think it is one of my favorite scenes. Um, and I do like that like there is this like dichotomy between like the parents are like loving it and the kids are like oh, yeah. no! <laughs> you because, know like i didn't know much about this movie uh-huh. except that i knew this scene happened yeah because i think that it's so iconic and the people who love this movie like love this scene or this is the clip that i always see played uh-huh. and so like this is the scene that i was thinking of when i thought about yeah Hocus i think it's, it's definitely the most iconic scene i believe um i think oops i just squeaked <laughs> <laughs> i think i think anybody when they watch this movie is kind of like it is you know, because as you said, like, the, the second act is a little bit slow, and you're kind of like, what is going on yeah. here, you know? You and need it, this musical number. Yeah, it is kind of the point where you also realize that the Sanderson sisters are, like, more powerful than they seem. And yeah. they're starting to figure out the world and how to behave in the world. Yeah. So they are kind of like, okay, kids, like, we're smarter <laughs> than you. We're going to come after you and eat you. And I think this is the part where you're like, oh, shit, they're actually kind of scary. Yeah. You know? So while this is happening, the zombie, Johnny Depp, uh-huh. I know it's not played by Johnny Depp, I mean, the zombie who looks like Johnny uh-huh. Depp. It looks like Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get Edward Scissorhand vibes. Um, he tracks down the kids, they freak out, they run out of the party and they hide in the alleyway. And this was personally my favorite joke uh-huh. of the movie, when the Sanderson sisters come out into the alleyway and they're smelling for children, um, the scent of fish yes there's like a fish like a restaurant or like a fish shop or something in the, like that this alleyway is behind um my favorite joke is when she's sniffing for children and kathy and jimmy says i smell 
Scrod. Scrod. And then proceeds to describe how to properly cook scrod. It's usually paired with like butter and garlic, and you're like, oh my god. And I thought that was, oh my god, that made me laugh so hard. Yeah. I was not prepared for that. I'm glad they sat in that joke for quite a while. Yes. Oh my gosh. I, I loved that part. Um, and so that's kind of how the kids are able to escape because the scent of fish kind of covers their own smell. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, so this next part I felt like was a very abrupt scene. Uh-huh. Um, essentially, they they lure they they all go to the high school. They lure the Sanderson sisters to the high school. Max starts making announcements over the loudspeaker like a serial killer yep. to like distract them, and then they lure them like through the library into like the kiln for like a pottery yep. class. And then light it up and set the witches on fire. Mm-hmm. And this scene is very quick. Yeah, it's very, very fast. There's like very little setup. You don't see yeah. the point where they're like, oh, this is the plan. Or I have an idea or anything yeah. like that. It's just kind of like, it's one of these things that I don't like that they do in some movies where they don't really allow the audience in on what their main protagonist is yeah. planning. So it's kind of like, I mean, it works for like Ocean's 13 or anything like that, where it's like, that's the point of the movie. Yeah. But here you're kind of like, how do these kids, first of all, how do they have this yeah. knowledge to do this? Right. And how, how they figure they this out. How they have the keys to the high school? Yeah. how they do that? <laughs> how did they do? I mean, I never <laughs> thought of that. Like, they just have a high school that's like, well, we want people to learn at all hours of the night, yeah. so we're going to leave all the classrooms that open. Also, how much faster are they than the Sanderson sisters? Yeah. They were able to, like, run in, figure out a plan, do all this kind of stuff. So, I mean, we're just going to suspend our disbelief and say these are, for this split second, these kids are geniuses. Yeah, they picked Even the though locks. they've been idiots the entire time. Also, I would assume that a kiln takes, like, hours to warm up. Yes. Yes, it does. Or something. Uh So it's just a very, it's not that I don't like this scene. There's just a lot. When I saw it, I was like, there's no way that this is the conclusion of the film. There's no way. Also, in my understanding of kilns, do they have, I thought the heating and like the fires, I've only had like a, a, not a room, but it's like a a stand when I took pottery classes. (laughs) It's like the size of a refrigerator and then there's fire underneath it that you put coal in, Uh but the fire doesn't reach inside. So when they're set in fire, set on fire, there's yeah. actually shouldn't be fire inside the kiln. I don't think. I, I think that they were just hoping, like, it's no just one's gonna <laughs> question this. I don't think there's any kiln experts out there. No, no, there aren't. Um, one of my favorite things is that they lure them into the kiln with um, a, a French like cassette, I guess. Yeah. It's like learning French. And if you listen closely when they're speaking French, see, these, these are the, the, the facts that I know. <laughs> when they're speaking French, they're saying like, you know, um, where is the library, blah, blah, blah. And they finally go to, um, they finally say like, um, do you want a children's book? And then, and then Winifred is like, yes, yes. And then that's when the door shuts and they turn it on. It's like, oh my God, I didn't even catch Yeah, it's that. really, really funny. Um, and then, yeah, continue. Sorry. So, so they light the kiln. They set the sisters on fire. Uh-huh. We're supposed to believe that's it. They're gone. Everything's great again. The kids are celebrating. Um, and during this celebration, while well, Allison and Danny are kind of like jumping around and they're like, we did it. Mm-hmm. Everything. We saved the day. Um, Max is talking to um, Thackeray, who's 
telling him about how he lost his sister. He mm-hmm. wasn't able to save her from the Sanderson sisters. And it's just like, I hope you really appreciate the sister that you do have. And it's a it's a nice scene. It's, it's like, really sweet. Yeah, it's one of the first like kind of heartwarming scenes that we get in this movie. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that like it's this theme that kind of has been playing like I mean, it's not really one of the... Like, I, I think it might be considered the main theme of the movie. Yeah. But, like, really, it just kind of, like, every once in a while, like, peeks his little head and it's like, oh, <laughs> like, you know. But it is kind of sad. He lost his sister. His sister died in front of him. And then he yeah. got turned into a cat and he's immortal. Like, yeah. his whole life, he I think he has to live with that failure. I think that's the curse, right? Yeah. They made him immortal so that he'll, like, never forget what happened uh-huh. to his sister and how he wasn't able to save her. How sad. Which is, that's, that is harsh. Yeah. That is harsh. Uh-huh. Um, so they go back to uh, Max's house and they're all kind of like, okay, like everything's done. Let's mm-hmm. just relax. He's like cuddling up with Allison and uh-huh. they're falling asleep. Danny's falling asleep. Um, and then all of a sudden we cut to the witches rematerializing Um I forget where they rematerialize. I think they just get back home. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's on their front doorstep again. It's their <laughs> <laughs> it has to be on their front doorstep. And they run into the bullies from earlier in the movie. Oh, no. So it isn't at their house. I don't yeah. know where they... Oh, just... no. Actually, no. So it shows their their like essence floating up as smoke, and then it comes back down the chimney. So they just rematerialize inside the kiln again. Oh, okay. And then they and then somehow they open out. the door... Couldn't have done that before. No, they, they figure out how to open a log now. And then they walk out and then yeah, that's yeah. when they run into and the bullies. And then they bullies. run into the bullies who call them ugly. Yeah. So um, they get back to their house. They lock the bullies uh-huh. up in these like little like... Pan- bird cages. Yeah, these bird cages. <laughs> which actually I was kind of just like, I don't feel bad for these kids no, at all. No, they're assholes. They've been, yeah, they've been yeah. nothing but assholes in the whole movie. They've been nothing but assholes and bad actors. Yeah. <laughs> lock them up. Film. Put them in um, actor purgatory. <laughs> um, my favorite... But another good part is that like the... They say like, I think that when when they meet up the bullies say like oh why is it always like that we run into the ugly chicks or something like that yeah and when a friend instead of saying like ugly like instead of being a friend about ugly she just turns out she goes chicks (laughs) (laughs) it's like wait you don't you don't care about ugly (laughs) she's like i will not be disrespected colloquially (laughs) no No, i am a woman So they lock up the bullies. I don't feel bad for them. No. I'm like, this is the, you know what? I'm behind you yeah, on come this up one. And, yeah. um, and they are trying to make their potion from scratch. They can't remember all the ingredients. Winifred is like, I have to get this book back. Yeah. Like, we are going to turn to dust. Do you not understand this? Uh-huh. She's the only one with a sense of urgency. Yeah, everybody else is like, well, we got one day. That's fine. Yeah, they're like leaping around, yeah. whatever. Um, so Allison and Max feel bad they cut back to max's house they're kind of feeling bad because of what thackeray binks was talking to them about earlier about how he's you know still feeling bad about what happened to his sister and they want to find a spell that could possibly help him and they still have the witch's book so they open the book and this huge light shoots out um, shoots through their windows. It kind of creates like a lighthouse. Yeah, because they kind of have... Do they have a lighthouse on top of their house? It's like a weird, well, like, outlook thing. I think... Yeah, I think all those steps are leading to, like, an attic that has, like, a bunch of big windows. Yeah. I've never seen a house like this before. No. 
To be fair, I've never been to Salem, Massachusetts, <laughs> no. so maybe this is a regular thing. I've been to Salem, New Hampshire, <laughs> and they do not have they those. didn't have a lighthouse. <laughs> well, they really should get one. Yeah. Um, so Winifred sees the light, and she's like, okay, I know where my book is. So her and the sisters set off to get the book, but their brooms were stolen oh, earlier no. in the movie, which leads to what you were alluding <laughs> My to. My favorite scene. Your favorite part. They have to open their um, but their pantry or whatever to yeah. look for brooms. Winifred gets a broom. Sarah gets a mop. Uh-huh. And Mary, Mary. Kathleen okay. Jimmy, she gets a vacuum. <laughs> so they're riding on. When they, okay, and if you listen closely to when Kathleen and Jimmy puts the vacuum under her, so she's like, she swings it under her legs, then uh-huh. you, you could hear her go, huh! <laughs> and it's, and it's like, she's not used to this much weight. It's so graphic. It's like, why don't you just like step on it? Like, why do you have to swing it under like. That part was great. And it's the perfect example of like a three. Like the rule of threes, yeah. kind of, when you're writing a joke. Yeah. One person gets the regular thing, she gets the broom. The second thing, it's a mop. It's kind of funny, it's like in the middle. And then the third thing is completely outrageous. Yeah. It's a vacuum. That's a perfect, like, triplet structure. Exactly. Because it also, and it heightens each way, you know, because yeah. you kind of giggle each time. So yeah, it's great. It's perfect. Um, so obviously, Binks, the cat, is pissed that they opened the book mm-hmm. and he knows that they've alerted the witches. So they're freaking out. They know the witches are going to come back. Allison goes into the kitchen. She gets salt for their protection, which is has not been mentioned no, before. No, she in knows movie. witchy things, yeah, I guess. She knows what to do. <laughs> um, her and Home Slice almost kiss. Yeah. Her and Max. Uh-huh. For some reason, this is the moment that this they is pick. like, oh, we need to save. Okay, let's kiss because we're probably going to. Yeah, die. we got to hurry up and save <laughs> save everyone from the witches. But let's slow it down. Let's a little slow it bit. down. Let's not be virgins anymore so that they can't kill us. I can't that die a virgin. Genius. That's what it would be genius. They just all have sex with each other. <laughs> They'd be perfect with each other. All of them. There's only two that should be having sex in this situation. I not, am not advocating not the incest. Cat, not the cat, not the eight year old, just the two okay. teenagers. Okay, Zachary Binks as a human is pretty attractive. So you know what? That's true. But. <laughs> Yeah, they should have just gotten it out of the way. Yeah, right? It's like, you can't kill us. So uh, the witches take Danny and the book. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker is flying over Salem, Uh Massachusetts, which is kind of a weird moment. She starts singing to enchant the kids. This is when I fell in love with her. When she sings that song, I'm like, come little children. And that song I learned like a couple years ago is written by the same person who wrote um, the the Titanic theme song. Oh, really? (laughs) So, (laughs) talent. Oh my God. So, you're like, when, when did Titanic come out? Uh, 90, 95 I think 95 so he like he grew quite a bit in, in a span of two years <laughs> look at where he's coming yeah. I well to me that moment was just like so random uh-huh. I guess cause it's okay do you think that's actually Sarah Jessica Parker singing I think it is I don't know if it is because but like I wouldn't know I don't know if she could sing I don't know her yeah. as a singer uh-huh. I feel like they got a sound alike mm-hmm. or someone else to sing for her I didn't that's just my theory I'm gonna have to look it up yeah somebody with like a soft voice did yeah. it <laughs> for some reason like 
I just didn't think that it was her. They put a bunch of that sweetener called auto-tune on it. <laughs> so I think it could have been anybody, but I you know, I would I would be surprised if it was her, honestly, mm-hmm. cuz I don't she has a nasally voice. Let's just yeah. say it. she has a nasally voice. <laughs> I can't see her as being like a good singer. So yep. well, I'll have to look it up later. I really don't think it's her. I think it was someone else as her voice. Mm-hmm. The moment is just like it just seemed random to me uh-huh. because it's kind of like the movie's in a rush to get to the conclusion and yeah. then they're like, hey, let's take like a full minute. Yeah. For she's this. like, pie, what is she? She's pied pipering all the children. Yeah. Right. And she's, while she's doing it, she's like rubbing her, yeah. her mop. <laughs> I think it was just the direction that I, I thought yeah. was weird. Like the way that they cut it. I yeah. don't know. But um, so Allison once again has to spell out everything for Max and uh-huh. is like, we're in trouble. Let's go to the graveyard. We got to make a circle of salt around mm-hmm. us. We got to get your sister back um, because the witches have Danny and they have the book. Yep. Um, so they go to the graveyard Um Oh, wait, no, wait. They go to they go to the witch's house yeah. first. Yeah. They go to the house. <laughs> so they, they have Danny all tied up. And um, she's like, hey, it doesn't matter how young and pretty you are because you're ugly on the inside. Like, you sold your soul uh-huh. by, eat, like, kidnapping and eating children, which is kind of like, that's pretty deep insight that from an eight-year-old. Very, that is very deep. Yeah, she's very woke. <laughs> yeah, she's a woke little little California eight-year-old. Um, and in the meantime, like, while this is happening, the bullies are just, like, chilling in their and cages. Nobody gives a fuck about yeah, that. No one, no, no one cares. No. So Allison and Max drive up uh, to save Danny. Um, the sisters have finished their potion. They're trying to feed it to Danny. And then Max bursts in, and he says prepare to die again <laughs> which is like, so bad which is like okay a you couldn't have thought of a better line than no. that but also like kind of makes sense because i feel like a 16 year old boy like would say that and think it was the dopest thing in the world yeah <laughs> it's just but what is his plan he doesn't really have a plan i'm just like imagining him in the car with allison like, like driving there and being like okay i'm gonna say prepare to die again and yeah. she's like please don't say that that's not <laughs> no, cool. that's he's embarrassing like, no, he's i'm like, gonna say it. no it's really cool trust me she's like oh it's you, you also called my tits yabos okay <laughs> she's like you do not have a way with words he's like i got this this is gonna be so dope <laughs> so um he says prepare to die again and then light burst through the windows uh-huh. the witches freak out they think that the sun is coming out they think that it's daylight um and he grabs danny leaves the bullies yep. by the way does not give a fuck that they Doesn't are there he take their shoes or something at some point oh, or is that later i don't even remember i that. think there's a, there's some point where he leaves them and chooses to take the shoes oh that's so that's either now or if later he did, that's even funnier yeah it's it's funny because it's like they <laughs> I, I don't know what, like, what... Their thing with shoes is. Their thing with shoes is, but I just don't, I don't understand their purpose in the entire story. Yeah. I, I don't understand it. They besides, don't like, really have a purpose. Bullies, like, it's like just kind of like, bullies are bad. Leave don't them to bully. hang <laughs> in cages. <laughs> so he spills the witch's potion. Uh-huh. He doesn't save the bullies. He grabs his sister. Um, and do, does he take the book? I think he might. Yeah, I think he takes the book again. Yeah, he takes the book, and then 
Um, they run outside and it's revealed that that was not daylight. It was just the headlights of uh-huh. Allison's car. Yep. They were just tricking the witches who are now freaking out. Pretty genius. Yeah. Actually. These are smart kids. They, they really are. It was Allison. It's idea. all Allison. We know it yeah. was Allison. There's no way. Max thought prepare to die again was a good <laughs> no. catchphrase. She's like, okay, shut up. I'm just going to turn on my headlights. Just... <laughs> so they peel out. Um, the witches kind of realize they they come back they realize that that was not daylight they're still alive they only have one sip of potion left Mm -hmm. and and for some reason they don't use it on the bullies no they're very determined i think winifred is like she has like a personal score to settle with these kids now yeah I think, like, as smart as Winifred is, like, if she was really smart, she would yeah. just let them go. Because don't they have, like, a whole, like, like I don't know, marching band yeah, of children coming? Yeah, they have coming? so many kids coming, and she's yeah, like, no, they're it's coming on over. Don't leave the kids. house. You have guests coming. Yeah. And I think there's, <laughs> there's a really, like, funny moment where, um, like, they, they're like, okay, we're still here. And they just kind of start crying, and they're like, oh, like... She called us ugly. She said, like, we'll never be young and pretty because uh-huh. we sold our souls. Like, everyone's calling us ugly, and they're kind of having just, like, a pity party for yeah. a split second. Uh-huh. They're like, oh. Well, because I think that hurts them where they hurt, where, where it hurts the most. Yeah. I think that's really all they care about is yeah. looking young. All they want is to be pretty. That's yeah. the whole reason that they're doing this. Yeah. And so she has a personal score to settle with Danny now yeah. after she said what she said. Yeah. And, um... So we're, we're rounding out to the very end. Um, they go back to the cemetery and the witches are following them. The kids run into the Johnny Depp corpse mm-hmm. and they're scared of him. But it turns out that he is just like, he's fucking sick and tired of Winifred yeah. and her demanding him to chase after these kids and taking orders from her. So he decides to actually help them mm-hmm. instead. Um, so he helps them. He lets them go. Um, They make a little safety circle around themselves with salt. Um, And when the kids catch, or the witches catch up to them, and the zombie is like, hey, Winifred, go to hell. (laughs) And she's like, oh, I've been there. Thank you. I found it quite lovely. (laughs) So genius. (laughs) Which is such a great line. There's there's some moments in this movie where I was like, I was not expecting that. That was really funny. They mostly give them to to Winifred. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why, like, the Sanderson sisters, they get all the best lines. Yeah. That's why they're so iconic. Yeah. Um, So. He's he's an ex-boyfriend. I think. Yeah, the, the zombie. The, he's the ex-boyfriend that, like, cheated on her or something. Yeah. So she turned into... She killed him, so does Mouse Shut. I don't know. I, maybe I wasn't paying attention that yeah, I, well, she They she, have a history. I mean, that's that was, like, the... he He's basically, like, her, like... Little slave. Yeah, little slave after he cheated on her. Mm-hmm. And I get the feeling that he cheated on her with Sarah Jessica Parker. Because <laughs> that joke is getting really old. <laughs> because um, I'm going to say it so many times, it'll come back. Um, but because like there's one point where she's like, "Hello," like that, uh-huh. and, he, and he like sees her. So I think they there's a backstory there that I've caught on in my like 150 oh, times of watching. Gotcha. Yeah. So like, you know, he's just like, "I'm done with all I'm of done you. With I'm you. done with this whole fucking family." Yeah, you guys are fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so he he's on the kids' side now. Um, so then we go into kind of the last showdown mm-hmm. with the witches. Um, they're fighting the witches who can't, like, they have to only fight from their brooms because they can't step yep. onto the ground of the cemetery. 
Um, so they're fighting the witches. Winifred swoops down and she gets Danny. Um, and there's kind of like a struggle going on um, with um, Mary and Sarah fighting the other two while yep. Winifred is fighting with Danny. Danny manages to knock the potion out of Winifred's hand and Max catches it. Mm-hmm. And while I was watching this, I was like, why did why did he catch this? Like, why didn't he just let it protect He could have just let it shatter. Yeah. And then just like kind of run out the clock because they were like for certain going to die if that potion shattered. Yeah, because that's that's the last bit they have. But whatever. He (laughs) has to be heroic. So Max drinks the potion so that the witches will have to take him instead of his sister. Which honestly, it's like good. Good for you, Max. I don't like you much. I was not invested in him. Like I was just like, all right. Like I want Danny to live. What's the moral of the story? Men suck. Yeah, true. (laughs) The moral is a younger sister will always be cooler than her brother. Okay, that's fucked up. So um, he drinks the potion, and then Winifred's like, "Okay, fine, I'll swap." So she takes Max. Max is fighting with Winifred. Allison is fighting with Mary and Sarah. And then um, all of a sudden, the sun comes out. And while he's like mid-fight with Winifred, Mm -hmm. she turns to stone in a wonderful display of 1990s Uh technology. Uh And the stone looks nothing like her. Yeah. (laughs) And also, like, they were supposed to turn to dust. Yeah. It said. Yeah. But first she turns into, like, a full-on gravestone. Yeah. um, Which, that was... So, (laughs) well, um, (laughs) I wrote, I wrote the special effects of her turning into stone are just hilarious. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, what was it? It reminds me of, I mean, this is, I mean, maybe 10 years later, but when, uh, Lord Voldemort is on like the back of like (gasps) Quirrell's head where it's like, it just doesn't look right <laughs> you're like i know what they were going for but also what is this also i went i'm gonna pass <laughs> <laughs> i mean they did the best with what they had yeah. so she turns into stone while this is happening um allison and the zombie have been and thackeray have been fighting uh mary and sarah, sarah yeah. and they kind of grabbed onto the little like vacuum string uh-huh. of Winifred's vacuum. yeah they can't get away and they kind of like slingshot them uh-huh through the sky and I believe they turn into dust or yeah. stone or something yeah. when the sun comes out. It's weird that they turn into stone. Yeah. When they were supposed to turn into dust. Well, I guess maybe stone turns into dust am after I, hundreds yeah. of thousands of years. Am I missing something? Do they then vaporize? I uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they're just stone. I, yeah, I think they're just stone. But oh well. Um and then let's take a moment they they won beautiful great they, success yes they they really ran out the clock yeah. there uh-huh. um, max made a beautiful sacrifice uh, he was willing for to do no that for his sister. Yeah. That's true. But the fact that he was willing to sacrifice That's sweet. himself I mean, for his yeah, sister. I mean, I guess it is a, a, like a nice like full circle yeah. or like nice development I mean, for him. It definitely shows that he learned something because at the beginning of the movie, he and his sister kind of hated each other. Yeah. And uh, now I guess he's learned to appreciate her because a talking cat yeah. told him to. <laughs> do you think that they will go trick-or-treating? Ever again. (laughs) It's it's been ruined for them. Yeah, no more Halloween. (laughs) And um, the last moment of this movie, holy shit, Binks is a ghost. Yep. He he leaves his cat body, he turns into a ghost, and then his sister Emily kind of 
peeks out from she's behind like, a tree yeah as a ghost and she's like hey what up brother she's like hey brother come on <laughs> and i don't like they never explain why like he's a ghost and then why she comes back as a ghost yeah i feel like that's a, some weird I, I don't know i wonder if you just see like who the witch's last cursed maybe something? like i think the curse was lifted so that's why he turns in he's like a ghost figure yeah. but i don't understand how she came back i mean she died but she died like through their magic yeah so so maybe uh-huh. maybe they get resurrected as ghosts yeah and really they didn't really do much cool magic here Oh, the witches? Yeah, they kind of didn't do much. That's I mean, they true. They killed, sing they a killed lot. one kid. They turned one kid into a cat. They made parents da- mm-hmm. dance. All <laughs> electricity here or there. But, like, really, like, you would think that they, if they were so notorious, they would have killed more people. That's true. It could have been, like, that scene in the fourth Harry Potter movie where... Oh, we just keep bringing up Harry Potter. Well, I, Harry Potter's <laughs> magic. But it could have been, like, in the fourth Harry Potter movie where, like, Voldemort's wand keeps, like resurrecting the ghosts uh-huh. of people who he like last yeah. killed with his wand um so maybe that's kind of the magic that's uh-huh. in this um so we get kind of like a beautiful moment where binks and his sister are finally reunited mm-hmm. and they like walk through the gates of the cemetery and it's all lit up like yeah. by the sunrise in beautiful gold <laughs> almost like you're entering the gates of heaven yeah. To bring up another movie that reminds me of like Anastasia, have you seen? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> where like she's like in that sleep dream where they're uh-huh. like, "Come on, come and play." <laughs> but I was like, I'm always like, "Don't go, Thackeray. You're so much more attractive than Max." I know. But <laughs> stay. If only they could swap. But, like know, if okay. Max, I know that like Max and Danny are supposed to kind of mirror like Thackeray Binks and yeah. Emily, but honestly, Thackeray is so much better. Yeah, he's so much cooler. He if understands logic. He's more logical. He doesn't call boo- boobs yabos. <laughs> I feel like if it had ended with like Max drinking the potion and like sacrificing himself for Binks, yeah. and then Binks can come back and be I, Danny's I'd older be so brother, happy. that would have been the best. Because then, like, we would have gotten rid of Max. Uh-huh. Thackeray would have gotten a little sister again. Mm-hmm. Their parents probably wouldn't even have noticed, yep. to be honest, because <laughs> they like, don't seem that attentive. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, your hair is longer? Cool. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, you're a lot less Kids whiny. These days. <laughs> that's how it should have been. Yeah. Um, and then, so that's the real resolution of the story. Uh-huh. I did want to talk about <laughs> the the final, final scene of this movie is kind of like the entire adult party that was cursed uh-huh. by the witches kind of doing a walk of shame. Yep. And, um, like, kind of walking out of the party and being like, oh, my God, like, it's sunrise, what the fuck? (laughs) They're all so tired because they've been dancing all night. And probably having, like, a group orgy or swinging or something. (laughs) So they're they're exhausted. They're toe-up, yeah. (laughs) After their night of partying. Um, And then we finally, like, we cut to the bullies that are still in their cages. Yep. And then we zoom in. They're singing "Row, Row, Row Your Boat" or something. <laughs> yeah. like... No, yeah, no one has any concern for these bullies at all. They, I mean, no, rightfully so. <laughs> yeah. They're still in the cages, and then we get one last shot of the spell book, and the spell book's eye opens, mm-hmm. leading us to believe that the story's not over yet. Yeah, because it the book be is only awakened by the Sanderson sisters. Ooh. So, like. So perhaps they're not really gone. Yeah, I mean, like, 
there's a lot of fan theories about this moment. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know if you have more, but like the sequel, um, I don't think that the three witches are coming back. So they, oh, yeah? they like on IMDb and stuff, they don't have like Bette Midler. They don't have oh, Sarah Jessica no. Parker. Like nobody is coming back. They're the best part of the I movie. I know. So like, I don't understand like, how it's gonna be fun first Ugh. of all i also under, don't understand like how what that means for like the book coming back alive yeah um so who knows but i think but. they love to do that in movies where they're like let's just give them a taste just in case yeah. we want a sequel yeah i feel like <laughs> i i feel like the sanderson sisters are so connected to the book that as long as the book is alive and well, they should be alive they sh- and well. they're good mm-hmm. you know so i think there is i think that's what it's trying to allude to that like if you light the candle again, Ooh. maybe something. Because the candle didn't get destroyed. No, I don't think it did. No. So. Yep. Well, that was Hocus Pocus. Yeah. <laughs> that was my first viewing ever. What'd you think? Um. So I have to say, <laughs> I found that it was actually a lot better than I thought it would be. Uh-huh. I would have to say that this is not an unwatchable movie. Oh, I would good. say it is, in fact, a watchable one. It is a really good, bad movie. Yeah. You know, it's one of those movies that, like, obviously it's not going to, like, win any Oscars or anything, though it should yeah. have. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's really... I think it's fun. It's entertaining, you know? Yeah. I think it was... It's nice to see... A Halloween movie for kids uh-huh. that you can still enjoy as an adult. Yep. And it has, you know, it has like everything you want from a Halloween movie. It's it's spooky. Mm-hmm. You get to see people in costumes. I love it when you see people in <laughs> yeah. costumes and you get to see like, oh, what did they dress as? Uh-huh. Um, it has a musical number. Yeah. It has history and lore and mm-hmm. Sanderson sisters. Um, so I really enjoyed it. I think... Um, I don't think I would obsessively like watch it <laughs> every Halloween. <laughs> I don't think I'd watch it 150 times like you have. Um, but I think if someone wanted to watch it, I would be like, "Yeah, I'm down. Like, yeah. I'll watch it again." Yeah, it's one of those things where like if you if it gets you early, then I think that you're obsessed with it more than like if you yeah. watch it as an adult. But like, I'm glad to hear that like even like you as somebody who like went to film school and did all the school <laughs> stuff like you still think it's, like, a pretty decent movie. Yeah. Um, because, you know, there are those movies that, like, you never know if, like... Are we gonna... Sorry. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, I can't think because of the thing. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. an airplane flying overhead that's very distracting. We had almost no distractions no, for this whole thing. No, no, that's good. <laughs> um, but, you know, you, there are those movies that, like, you're kind of, like, you, you're scared when you have somebody, like, watch it that they're just going to be like, yeah. that was terrible. And you're, like, watching them watch it. Yeah. <laughs> like... But even, like, watching it, when I watched it last night, I was kind of like, you know what? Like, the act structure is pretty solid. There are very few moments that, like, kind of lull. And kind yeah. of a few mo- mo- moments from, like, a story structure standpoint are kind of like, why would you do that? Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I think the they really strike the balance between like fun and plot really yeah. well. Um, so that makes it really fun. Yeah, I think where this movie definitely thrives is a the the acting on behalf of the Sanderson sisters. Mm-hmm. I I don't find the children actors as memorable, but no. definitely the three witches. Uh-huh. Um, I think the direction is pretty good um, because I think it definitely has like. A distinct tone yeah it's very campy it's very funny but mm-hmm. they allow it to also have like like a spooky feel but like a playful one yeah 
I was very prepared to be like, oh, this is so overhyped. Uh-huh. Um, but I really did enjoy it. There are definitely like some parts where I feel like in the writing process, you can tell they were like, oh, let's just not draw attention to yeah. that. Like, <laughs> let's skip over that. Like, well, how do kilns work? Eh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> that scene where they're in the high school, I don't think is that well done. No. I, I feel like they kind of shoved it in there because they needed yeah, a false they, resolution. They needed a way for them. And like, we never learned whether or not they like took a pottery class, <laughs> you know, all that kind of yeah. stuff. Like, because I know like when I'm writing, I tend to leave like the more difficult scenes where I don't really know where I'm going with it until the end. Yep. And those scenes I kind of shove in there and they're a little shorter. Yeah. And I can tell just as a writer that yeah. like that's what happened. They phoned it in. Yeah. They were like, okay, we need a false resolution. Uh-huh. Oh, I can't think of anything. Let's write this short like two page scene <laughs> yeah. with no explanation. No, just, and it'll kind of fit in there. Yeah. But... Like, whatever. No one's going to care. Let's just put a quick montage in there. <laughs> so I definitely think that there are some parts where you can tell were more thought out than yep. others. Yeah. Um, I think if it were for the Sanderson sisters, this movie would really fall flat. Yeah, completely. If they It'd didn't sell some good. of those jokes and if they weren't as funny as they were, you'd be like, okay, this yeah. is boring. Because yep. the kids suck. <laughs> the kids... They kind of do. Yeah. They kind of do. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on, Sean. Thank you. I know we talked for a long time. Thank yeah. you for letting me uh, talk your ear off about my first impressions of Focus Pocus. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on as a fan. Thank of, you for having of Hocus me. Hocus Pocus and uh, really, really showing people what you know. Yeah, I wouldn't be anywhere else. Yay! <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, thank you for listening, you guys. If you want to check us out for some updates, you can always go on Instagram at Unwatchable with Chloe Rodriguez. Uh, make sure to subscribe on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this, and give us a five star rating if you liked it. My name is Chloe Rodriguez, and I will see you next time on Unwatchable. Hey, this is Noah from the Magic Quest Boys of Dragontown, where a new improvisational, epic, fantasy, comedy, storytelling podcast. We're playing D&D. Okay, look, we're doing Dungeons and & Dragons, and it's awesome. Our dungeon master is incredible, and he wrote the whole campaign. Don't worry if you haven't played Dungeons & Dragons before. You're going to love it. Everybody loves it. It's the best. Uh, so come check us out. We're everywhere you can find podcasts. That's where we are. And also on social media at Magic Quest Boys. Of Dragon Town.